Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Office Marketing Podcast. Got a really special guest. Her name's Shauna Packer. Shauna is a professional writer and executive recruiter. She uh, has a real uh, passion for words. She uh, is a probably a, a, an artist with words. But we're also going to have fun um, talking about mindset. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the say yes mindset today, which I'm super excited about because I'm kind of a yes guy myself. So without further ado, Shauna Packer, thanks for thanks for taking time out of your day. Thanks, Mike. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it, most people are. I mean, if you're going to come on the podcast, you've got to be excited, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> enthusiasm. Not as excited as the people that are walking their dogs right now going like, I'm excited. This is fantastic. <laughs> so, this is great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Shauna, will you walk us through? You have such great acumen and experience with words and recruiting and they blend together and, and you've helped so many people. Could you walk us through your, your career path? Yeah, you know, I appreciate you asking that. I I had a job in corporate America. I loved working in corporate America. It was wonderful. I had an amazing boss who promoted me into a position I was not in any, any way qualified for. And um, it, I loved that. And as time went by, though, I decided I really wanted to, I work hard. I put a lot into work. Um, I've been working 12 hour days, six days a week for about the last two months. So I'm putting a lot into my work. And I decided my dad was a self-made businessman, very successful businessman. And I decided to kind of go to the path of my dad and start on my own, uh, on my own path. And, you know, people sometimes say to me, and, and I try not to do this, but my LinkedIn profile is sort of confusing because I do so many different kinds of things. But I, I have a really short attention span and I love to jump around and do different things. And so the writing and the recruiting, uh, the recruiting makes it so I'm not my introverted self who can sit inside my house and never talk to another person for, you know, a week. <laughs> um, and the recruiting gets me out, gets me meeting people. And I really love to work. I always have my first job and I got my first paycheck. I was like, what is this? I actually got paid to come and do making milkshakes. That was my first job making milkshakes. By the way, uh, I, my, I was, I was sold. yeah, my, uh, my eight-year-old daughter would pay anything to make milkshakes all day. Yeah. Like, no, I think that's a dream. That's a dream yeah. job. So, like, so well, how did we get, yeah. How did we get from making milkshakes to <laughs> helping people on their executive journeys? Well, so I graduated from the University of Utah and they are known for their writing program. And I graduated from their organizational communication department, which is one of the best in the country. And they were just uh, pioneers on teaching people to write. And people actually complained about going to school there because they're, they're you know, they were a science major or they're pre-med. I don't want to write. This is mm. ridiculous. Why are you making mm. me take all these writing classes? So I was very lucky to be able to go um, to such a wonderful university. And as I went along, every job I took, I always ended up writing. Um, I, you know, write their web copy or I'd write their marketing material. And uh, so that just became something that 
I just continued to do. And then I, you know, people started reaching out to me and saying, hey, would you, you know, would you work on a manuscript with me for a fiction book? Or would you copy edit this book for me? Or would you help me with my LinkedIn profile? And it just sort of evolved. Uh, I never thought I would say I was a professional. I mean, when I was four years old, if you would have said I could be a professional writer, I would have just been like, well, my life is complete then. <laughs> I mean, I can do this for, I, I can, people pay me to play with words. Um, and so it just, it just sort of evolved naturally. And then the recruiting also came along because I do have that passion for work and passion for helping people take care of their families. Mm, that, that's, that's really cool. It, it makes it fun to get up when you're always strategizing. And maybe I'm just getting older, but strategizing to help other people is so fun. Like it really is like that. That's one of my favorite things about my job too. So, yes. um, so Shauna, what's, what's one of the best ways you're helping people now as we kind of come out of the shutdowns, what are you doing to really, um, what are you doing to specifically help people right now? You know, there's just a lot of fear right now. People are afraid and with good reason, right? We've, we've all, I mean, this is the first time in my life that I really have experienced firsthand a global situation, right? We have regional situations. We have situations in our country. They're challenging, but uh, to, to know that people across the world are experiencing the same thing as me is a really humbling thing to realize. But there's a lot of fear and uh, especially in the workplace, you know, people who have a job, they're not going to leave that job. They're afraid. And I, I understand that. But people are kind of hanging on to situations that maybe aren't good for them or they're not willing to take the next step in their career because they're scared. And so that's kind of what I'm seeing and what I'm trying to talk to people about is, you know, it's okay to have a discovery process. If you're looking for work, if you're looking to make a change in your life, it's okay to have some conversations as long as you, you know, are protected. If you're talking to a recruiter, you need to make sure that person's not going to start checking references behind your back or doing anything that would put you in any kind of jeopardy. But, you know, what's the harm in, in just exploring? You, you can always say no, right? But you've made a new connection. And I've just seen in recruiting, one of the things that's cool about recruiting is you see over and over again, where someone has those conversations, doesn't end up being a good fit, but literally six months later or a year later, my client calls us like, hey, remember that person I talked to six months ago, who was amazing, but it wasn't the right time. It wasn't, well, that job he or she was looking for, it, we just got it. So can you call them up and see where they're at? It happens all the time. And it also leads to business, right? Mm -hmm. You make a great connection in your, your industry and in your regional area that can lead to a business conversation. So kind of trying to kind of help people acknowledge how scary this is, sort of acknowledge that fear and then sort of talk to them about moving ahead with their career and their life. But isn't that a sort of like a, a it, it's extremely natural. I mean, I think you and I experienced it after 9-11 and 08. I'm, I'm 50, right? So I sort of remember the recessions of the, of the early 90s and the late 90s, you know, the dot-com crash and then obviously 9-11 and then 08. And we tend to, I mean, not tend to, we do as a culture, yes. right? We, we hoard. Right. Um, and I mean, even me, since 08, I swore off that I was never going to have another credit card. 
I, I can honestly say in the last 13 years, I haven't put anything on a credit card. If I can't pay for it, I don't buy it. Right. I mean, it, and that's in my company too. Like if I can't, it, like that's, that's just the way it is. Um, but, but then we do ease away from that. Like we do over time, time heals all wounds, right? I think one of the things that I talk a lot about is that um, we do Spanish flu. Spanish flu happened, right? There was no, there were no antibiotics. The antibiotics weren't discovered or implemented until the late twenties, right? right? So, but you know what happened in the twenties? Prohibition, flapper dresses, the right. foxtrot. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot going on. And right. I think, I think we're about to see that happen. I think that's going to happen faster than we think. Right. I totally agree. I mean, we are poised on uh, greatness, right? We've all, I mean, we've all been humbled. I think we've all lived through something that seems like a nightmare, but when you wake up from a nightmare, right? Think about that. When you wake up from a nightmare, you go, oh, wait, it's okay. You know, we're, we're fine. Um, so I do, I think business is going to explode. I think careers are going to explode. We're already seeing the numbers um, increasing in hiring. So there's a lot of really awesome opportunity that is literally days away for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm, uh, I, people often refer to me as a sunshine pumper extraordinaire, <laughs> right? Because that's my job, right? I'm always in sales. My, I, I sold during in, in 08 and 09 and 10 and fed my family as a zero-based 100% commission salesperson, right? right. So um, I know that it is all about, you know, pumping sunshine and, yeah. and yes, I like to think that we're going to be uh, bouncing back faster than some, but there are going to be others that um, are going to err to the side of caution and the right. world needs all types, right? Yes. What do you say to people that tend to uh, lean on the side of caution um, that maybe don't necessarily like their job, but they are really scared. I know you answered it a little bit earlier, but like, what do you say specifically to them? And I hate to use the word scared. Um, they'd like to lean in a conservative way. Right? right. So they're cautious. They want to be conservative. They, they know their check's going to clear every two weeks, but they're not really liking their job. They know they're competent. They're good at their work. What do you say to them? Well, and, and to be honest, I am a caution. I am a very cautious person. I am an analytical decision maker, um, which sometimes leads analytical decision makers sometimes freeze and they can't make a decision because there's so many things to think about. So I totally get it. And I, you know, would never try to push anyone into anything. But what I say to them is, you know, if this sounds in any way intriguing to you, if our conversation, I'm usually the first person they talk to in the process. Um, if, if this is any way intriguing to you, let's take the next, next step. Let me assure you what I do to protect you. Okay. We're not going to check your references. We're, we talk to our hiring managers all the time and we say, hey, you know, you are so connected in your market and you're awesome, but it's not okay for you to start calling the people that you know and saying, hey, what do you know about so-and-so? Not okay. Most, no matter where you live, New York, San Francisco, Dallas, they're small markets, right? It's a small market. Um, so let me assure you what we're going to do to protect you. This is very important to me as a person that, that I protect your process. Um, you know, and the thing about work is yeah, we have the job description and yes, we have money. Of course, we need to make a, a certain living, but jobs are about culture, in my opinion. People make changes for culture. Mm -hmm. 
and it, it's a synergistic process, right? I, as a candidate, had this amazing uh, skill set to offer a company, and this company has amazing things to offer me. It's got to be mutually synergistic from both respects. There's no way, as hard, you know, we are lucky because we have basically repeat clients. I don't really do any business development because I don't have time often to take on new clients. We have these amazing repeat clients. We know their culture. We know who they're going to be talking to. We know a lot about them, but there's absolutely no way I can personally communicate culture. They have to get on the phone with that next person and have that call. So I tell people in the scenario you're talking about, if you're at all intrigued and you know you can be safe in this process, let's get you to the next step. Let's have you talk to the hiring manager. Let's have you move along. Let's help you get educated about this company. How long have they been in business? What's their net worth? Let's do the due diligence. Let's dig in. But we, it, that process can't even happen if there's not a willingness to kind of take you know, take the first step off the mark of, gosh, I'm really scared. Totally understand it. But what does it really hurt to have a conversation if you know you can be safe doing so? This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. That helps me if I'm at a position and a recruiter is reaching out to me. Right. Right. In 2021, I'm in a position, I'm kind of thinking I want to move. What's the first step someone at a, uh, at, at any level, you know, they're a salaried position, um, right. at, at, at salary, salaried positions, what should their first steps be if they're trying to do a confidential, a confidential search? Well, I'm a big evangelist for LinkedIn. So I'm going to get on my LinkedIn soapbox here, you know, really go to your LinkedIn profile and, and look at it. You know, one thing I've noticed recently, I think is interesting is I think people got, you know, LinkedIn is kind of interesting when you first get on, because I don't know if you remember building your profile, but it gives you those little boosts like, hey, Shauna, you're 50% there. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm so awesome. I got to keep going. Right. It's like a yeah. little hell. It's gamify. Um, yeah, yeah gamify. exactly. So I think people set up their LinkedIn profile and they got this amazing boost and LinkedIn's telling them how amazing they are and giving them ideas of what else they can do. And then, you know, two, two jobs later, they have their company and their title and that's it. Um, so I, I really encourage people to go back and, you know, I go back and look at mine all the time and update it and really get, you know, recruiters are actively looking for you. Um, so, you know, if you have in your mind kind of the perfect job, what that job description would look like, you know, it's all about searching for keywords. So if you have that skill set, make sure those keywords are on your LinkedIn profile. Mm. Make sure it's professional. Make sure you have a picture. Shauna, I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you there because that that's worth the price of admission. You, you guys can... <laughs> You guys can have all your money back for this podcast. Let's <laughs> let's dig into that, right? So, if I am a uh, if I'm a, a champion salesperson and I love selling blank to blank, right? You're saying we want to try to integrate those skills into our profile a little more. Yes. So, like I say, you know, I tell whenever I work with anyone on a, a resume on their LinkedIn profile, I will if they have a, a job description that they like this is my perfect job i'll say send it to me 
I want to read it. Um, I want to see what that job description says. What are the words on that job description, those keywords? Um, and if it's appropriate, right? Of course, we're not going to lie. We're not going to create a fantasy of who we are. But if it's appropriate and you have those skills and you have those words, we need to make sure that somewhere on the profile, it doesn't really like, I've seen people that put keywords, you know, right on kind of their profile, just keyword, bum, 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 bum. And that's okay. You can do that. It's not super elegant, but you can do that. But as long as the keywords are on your profile and the recruiter's doing their searching, boom, you show up, you show up in a search. So, um, you know, it's really important to have those, you know, those imp important facets of what you do need to be reflected. You know, looking at a profile that just has um, your title and your company doesn't really give me a lot to go on. Yeah, you, you've probably heard me say it, and most people listening, I'm big on really doing exactly what you're talking about in your tagline. I think a lot of times people will just kind of pump their current title you know, right. underneath their picture. But the idea of putting the value you bring to your industry there right. um, is absolutely so key. Okay, so now we go through, we we put in a great picture, we put in a, a, a background picture, we've changed our tagline, we've got keywords based on a potential position. What's the next step? If I'm, if I'm in a uh, job search, if I'm in the early stages of a job search, what's the next stage for someone like that, Shauna? Well, so you can put on LinkedIn, you can put that you're open to work and it's not seen by anyone but recruiters that have a recruiter license. So if you put on your profile that you're open to work, your boss isn't going to see that unless they have LinkedIn recruiter. So that's a way and you can be which- Or know, there are recruiters at your company. So maybe, right. All right. <laughs> right. so that so, would I mean, be plan one, maybe. That's something to consider. Okay. okay. That's yeah. something to consider that, you know, it is possible that your employer could see this if they have those licenses, but, and, it, and you can get very specific about where you want to live. Um, what title you want. I mean, and now it's getting very specific about what benefits you want, which I don't think you need to get that, you know, deep into it. But, but then again, it's all about those connections, right? It's all about, look at, look at your LinkedIn profile. Gosh, do I, know, I, I really want to work at XYZ company down the road. They're amazing. Um, who do I know that works at XYZ company? Hmm. Let me look, right? I mean, that's, that's one of the greatest things about LinkedIn is, um, you have the searchable tool and you have your, your connections um, or who can I connect with? Hey, I saw your LinkedIn profile. You seem like you have a great, you know, background. I just love to be a connection. Um, so, you know, who can you take to lunch? Who can you have a call with? Who can you, um, you know, talk to? What is, what is the problem that you're, right? Every company has a problem. They have pain, right? What's the pain in your job? What's the pain in your company? You know, how might I, um, you know, I'd really love to, and as you build those relationships and, you know, I, relationships are two ways, right? I mean, it's really interesting to me as a recruiter um, and as a writer, I get a lot of people reaching out to me. Um, I don't expect accolades, but it's really amazing to me how rarely I get, just get a thank you. Hey, thanks for looking at my profile. I appreciate it. Right. It's just, there, there's not a lot of mutual back and forth. So if you're going to make a relationship with someone, that means that you need to give them things too, right? Mm. What can All right, I let's, let's reiterate. Let's go back to it. So um, number one, we're going to clean up our, our landing page. Our, yep. We're going to present it as our landing page. 
tie in some keywords. Right. Number two, we're going to do, uh, we're going to identify people at the company or that, that we, a couple companies we'd like to work at. Right. We'll do some very organic outreach. We're not just going to do the, the stock uh, LinkedIn outreach. We're going to do a, a specific outreach. Right. And then when they do connect or if they do connect with you, we're going to show gratitude. Right. And, you know, most people like talking about themselves, right? I mean, that's a kind of a common thing where we are complimented that someone would reach out to us and say, Mike, wow, what a great, you know, profile. Would you be willing to spend 15 minutes on the phone with me to tell you more, me more about what you do? You know, some people are going to be like, no, you know, go away. But most people are pretty proud of what they do. And um, they're flattered that you would be interested in them. And so, you know, you can have a conversation with someone that lives in, I don't know, Paris, right? That's doing something that you want to do. How did you get involved in this? Um, you know, what can you teach me? And, mm -hmm. and is there anything that I have? We all have our gifts and talents, right? What do I have a gift or talent that would be beneficial to you in any way as well? It's, it's so funny. It's a conversation that my oldest daughter's 21 and she's actually a, a literature major, a technology literature major at Georgia Tech, right? Love that. I know. And I so she's looking, it's her last summer before her senior year and she's looking for summer work. And I'm like, well, Emma, did you reach out to blank, 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 blank? And she goes, they don't want to talk to me. And I'm like, no, they really do. Like you're an insane talent. Like you're, you're an absolute genius. And you're, I talk about a, a, a master with words, Shauna, the two of you, the two of y'all together in a room, I can only imagine you could probably write the scripts for about five movies and 10 books in a weekend. Like y'all would have so much fun. Do it. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to say like, you're this 21 year old brilliant Georgia Tech kid people do want to talk to you. Like they yeah. really do. And, you know, go ask them. And, um, and it's funny because a lot of people will have an imposter syndrome, right? right. They, they'll right. think like, well, they don't want to talk to me. I'm just a entry-level salesperson or a designer or, right. or whatever. And I think people need to, um, let's talk a little bit about this mindset of yes, right? I mean, sometimes people just need to say yes to themselves, right? And right. it's not just opportunities. It's just say yes to yourself. Right. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I think you have to have a pretty cold heart to not resonate with someone that you can tell. I got an email the other day from someone that I literally was crying as I was reading this. It was just so beautiful. And um, she talked about how she had read something I wrote and she felt inspired, you know, like I, that she, and she waited for two or three months to reach out to me by email. And I was, I had had a bad day. I was laying in bed and I was, like I say, I was in tears. Um, it, it was just really, really beautiful. So when, yeah, when you, and you can sense that, right? You can sense that emergence. This person is saying yes to themselves. They're trying to make their life better. They're trying to connect with someone who can help them. And I don't know, I think most people want to help other people. We have an innate desire inside of us to help. And so when, yeah, when someone says yes to themselves and yeah, okay, so maybe I am an imposter that I don't know how to do this, but that person, right? No one was born doing whatever, you know, no one was born as a, as a president club salesperson, right? They learned mm -hmm. and they probably learned because someone took a chance on them and, and helped them and coached them. So maybe you have to go through a few people to find that, but yes, say yes to yourself. 
um, you have things to offer for to people and they have things to give to you. And I think if you go into it as I have amazing gifts and talents too. So is there anything I can do to help you as well? Versus just like, I, I don't know. And, and I need your help. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I have these great things about me and I'm trying to uh, increase my career or whatever. So would you be willing to talk to me for 15 minutes? Um, I think most people will respond to that. Yeah. And, and you know what? And the people that don't respond nicely, you don't want to work for them anyway. Exactly. You don't need those people in your life, right? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm yeah. really, that's what I tell my clients sometimes when it comes to um, like email outreach campaigns. I'm like, look, the people that unsubscribe, they weren't going to engage you anyway. So it's like, they're just taking themselves off the list. So that's, yeah, it's what exactly. we do. I know. I know. It's like doing everybody a favor, right? I'm not interested. Appreciate your reach out, but I'm going to unsubscribe. And maybe, you know, in a year I'll be interested, but I won't be annoyed because I was getting email reach outs, right? I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, Shauna, your, your energy and mindset are contagious. I really, um, I, 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 I've so enjoyed our time together today, but like, what do you do to keep your mindset so positive? You know, I, I have to exercise every day. That's so important to me. And I injured my knee back in October and I wasn't able to exercise for a couple of months. And that was, it was really amazing what happened to me when I wasn't able to exercise. So getting, I get up in the morning, um, I exercise before I start my day and that really starts my day with energy. But I think surrounding ourselves with people who, um, are like-minded, but also people that we can um, that we can go to and we can vent, right? We, I mean, we're not all positive all the time, right? We have hard days, um, whether that's a family member, whether that's a coach, whether that's a colleague, that we have those trusted people in our lives that we can um, just go to and say, hey, can you help me? Can you help me reframe the situation? Can you help me see this from a different standpoint? Because this is what my mind is telling me. It's not very positive. I need someone to help me um, look at this in a different way. So I think surrounding yourself with people that are your champions, that you can champion champion them as well. And, um, you know, just doing whatever it is that you need, you know, do you need to go out and really discovering that? Do you need to go out on your lunch hour and take a walk in the sun? Is that important to you? Build it in your day. Um, because like you say, it can be so draining if we're just always, just faking this excitement for life. Mm, I like that. I like that. I think that's great advice too. I mean, I know you're, we're asking specifically about you, but like, I think the key takeaway there is, you know, find out what it is that, that recharges you, Right. you know, I, and, and maybe at different times, different seasons, maybe different things recharge you. Maybe sometimes it is a walk and sometimes it's reading and sometimes right. it's, it's sun gazing. I, I did at the early part of the shutdowns last year, I've watched this one guy and he was kind of, he was like a holistic medicine type person. And he said, best thing you could do during an epidemic or pandemic is to go out and face the sun and let the rays go into your respiratory system and breathe in the sun and breathe it out. And I thought, what a quack. <laughs> Can I tell you at least 15 times the last year, I felt the sun on my face and I breathed it. Like, I'm like, you know, he, I think he was kind of onto something. I kind of right. like that, you know, right. like, right. Yeah, I, I actually found some peace and, and some mindset recharging through right. that exercise. I said yes to it, Shauna. Right. I said yes. No, it's true. I mean, how often are we on autopilot, right? Uh, yeah. You know, we run on our lunch hour to go do something, right? And, and we didn't notice one person around us 
right? We, we're on our phones. We're, um, and I'm really trying to make a conscious effort to be, to be mindful. And like you say, is it a sunny day? Then turn your face up to the sun. Enjoy it for you know ten seconds. Um, talk to a person in a grocery store line. How revolutionary is that idea, right? Yeah. But just yeah, appreciating and noticing. We we just live in a beautiful world. There's lots of wonderful people. Um, just taking that second to say, "Wow, you know how blessed am I that this happened today?" And noticing. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of positivity is just noticing. What's I, I agree, Shauna. I'm, I'm a big, I mean, most people that know me, anybody listening to this that knows me, they know that I will literally have a five minute conversation with a wall. I mean, I will literally, Shauna, I'll talk to anybody they, and everyone. I love everyone. And, and my kids hear me say it a million times. If you're going to be someone's, if you're going to be a point in someone's life, be a bright one, right? Like right. it right. doesn't matter. Cause it, it, it really doesn't matter who you're talking to. If there's, if there's a touch point that you can give them and they walk away, and if they walk away going like, God, that guy was annoying. He wouldn't stop talking. Right? Yeah, could happen. Maybe could I happen. distracted him and got him off the spiraling they were about to do, right? So, Right, you were doing a service to that person. There you go, like, exactly. Right? Now, I know you mentioned very briefly that uh, you would enjoy writing fiction, right? Yes. So if you could write um, your next fiction book, and you may already have it mapped out, right? Um, what would the gist of the book be? I want you to share that with us. I am writing it. Actually. Oh, good. Can um, you hear? I, I don't want to get, I don't want to mess your, your publishers might get mad at you if you give too much away. No, I, yes, I will be very discreet. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I am writing a book, uh, that's been living in my mind for about five years now. And it's, it is about service. It's about, um, someone that takes a really bad situation and, uh, uses that to, to bless the lives of many people. So that's the gist of the novel. I'm good, good, nothing more. You're not gonna give us, that's it, Shauna? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the main character's name? Can you tell us that? What, do you have a name for the main character yet? Well, that's a really good question because, oh, so here's the weird thing, is a lot of times I don't name my characters until we're farther down the road okay. because they sort of grow on me and they sort of become, they, they, they grow. Um, and I'll start with a name and then I'll go, eh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that name. So I've been kind of putting in, there's two, there's a female character and a male. So I've kind of been doing the woman's name is Jenna and the man's name, honestly, I can't remember because I've been just doing the man. Cause I just felt like his name wasn't right. Good. So, no, I think, I, I think most writers would probably listen to that and be like, yeah, you're spot on. And I think there's probably about five parents listening right now going like, yeah, I kind of need to do that with my kid. Like yeah. I thought, I thought Jack was a good name. And then he had 14 Jacks in his first grade class. And you're like, right. Huh, yeah. Right. I wish should have called him Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. No, it's, it's, and anyone who's written fiction knows uh, that sometimes the characters literally take over. I mean, they're like, Oh no, 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 uh, uh, yeah. no, yeah. you did not do that to me. Right. <laughs> and you're like, sorry, I'm so uh, sorry. Um, but they, they really do take a life of their own and, and they become people. I've actually written books where I, I've thought, gosh, I wonder what so-and-so is doing right now. And I'll think they're not real, yeah. but they're real to me. So Absolutely. yeah, I felt That's like so cool. he, that name wasn't working. So I kind of just threw it away. And so now I don't have a name for him. That's so cool. That, that, that's a good one. All right. So, uh, last bit, share with us one 
great piece of advice you'd like to leave the audience with either one that you the best piece of advice you've you've received or one that you really like to share you know it's so interesting that you talked about the rays of the sun because one of the best pieces of advice that i like the most is this idea of turning your face up to the sun i tell my kids that all the time because life is good and life is bad right we have good seasons we have bad seasons the great news is when we're in a bad season we know it will get better right it always does the sort of bad news is when you're in a in your difficult when you're in a good season that's probably going to go away too so i tell my kids that all the time turn when the sun is shining turn your face up to the sun and what i mean by that is just what we were talking about notice appreciate what does it feel like to live in this place of beauty and everything's going perfectly in my life and it's wonderful what does that feel like because mm -hmm. When the bad times come, when we've turned our face up to the sun, we remember what the sun feels like. Uh, we remember what that experience and that time in our life was wonderful and magical. And we know those wonderful and magical times will come back again. And so it's about noticing and appreciating the good so that when the bad comes, we have hope that tomorrow or next month or next year will be a better time for us. I love it. I love it. Oh, you're a beautiful person, Shauna. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your your experiences, your creativity. Um, you're 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 an absolute joy. How would uh, what would be the best way for someone to get in touch with you, Shauna? So please connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and my my email address is shaunapackerauthor at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me. Okay. That way. Right. So I love to I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. So please reach out to me. Okay, guys, if you're not looking up or seeing the show notes, Shauna is spelled S-H-A-U-N-A, Packer, P-A-C-K-E-R. And she's got uh, a bunch of old, looks like first edition books as her background for her <laughs> LinkedIn. Yep. And um, really, Shauna, I can't, I can't thank you enough for your time. I can't wait to have you back on. I feel like we could do this about once a quarter and just give you know great tips, a bunch of good reminders. Really, thank you so much. Let's do it. I would love that. All right, Shauna. See you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.